We're just trying to change the world here, people. Oh, really? The Facebooking and the tweeting and the Instagramming, all that would not exist without our understanding of science. So it's amazing that you do that as an insult. If you mean true for you, it's different from true for anybody else. Have yeah, something to absolutely, because I can't think either got to be true or not. I can't, no, no. Is that time again? Welcome to O'Reilly Radio. This is show 145, recorded Friday, February 24th, 2017, where we dismantle the current events for your edutainment through mostly rational conversations that make you go, oh, really? I'm your host, Andy Cowan. I have my usual suspects with me. I've got David O'Connor, Amber Besecker, and Daniel Atherton. Welcome, one and all. And we've got uh, got a few people out in the chat right now. We've got uh, Bookshelf Zombie, and, well, McGif- McGriffin is Spicy Meat Paste, which is David O'Connor. So I have all the pseudonyms. It's many, <laughs> many pseudonyms, and now you can trace him. Yes. Now you can find him. Okie dokie. So, <clears throat> let's see. Um, it has been a busy week for our administration. Um, this yes, is, the Republicans the, have been very busy. Yeah, they have now completed a full month in office. So um, many of their supporters have said, give them a chance, give them a chance, you know, see see how they do. Well, yeah. what, what do you think, guys? How have they done? So we're going to cut every single civil liberty. We are going to make sure that the most vulnerable among us are even more vulnerable. Uh, there is no plan with the exception of, of Bannon's plan to deconstruct the government. Nearly the whole thing. Yeah. That yeah. That all the That's picks the plan. that all the picks were kind of tailored for that. Yeah. Yeah. Which explains an awful lot. If that if that really is is the facts. Um uh, we have video of Bannon. He's one of those <sighs> apocalyptics. He he sees history as cyclical, and is is looking for the next apocalypse is, to happen to change Western civilization. Now, yep. I I have I have purposely not really taken too much of too much Bannon into my uh, my psyche diet. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not good for your your, your blood pressure. It's is really no, I mean it sounds harmful if swallowed. Oh 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 <laughs> ah. <laughs> Ah. Harmful. If I thought it was swallowed. mostly. Ah, there's I'm, there's I'm, the oh. title of this episode. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. Oh. It's, it, it's supposed to be topical. It's supposed to be topical. Outside. <laughs> Outside. <laughs> it's an analgesic, not an anal. Oh, jeez, this just oh. gets worse and worse. Okay. Oh, the banabukaki. Um. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you wanted topical. It's. T- oh. <laughs> Oh, the places we will go uh, and the things we will show you. Yeah, um, I was <laughs> going to title this uh, "Death by a Thousand Cuts," and you'll find out why uh, shortly. But this whole let, episode let me... is just a lament configuration. Nice, nice. Um, oh, please, please, please don't besmirch one of my favorite series. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, before we get in, into it too much, so Lone Star. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. That's right. We had to hear about that first. Um, But also, we do have a little bit of audience feedback, which we must, of course, 
maintain a good communication, a good rapport with our audience. So from listener Kirsten, Kristen, Kristen, Kristen R. Uh, actually, you know, you guys are going to hear me read an awful lot. Would you like to hear something you want me else to read, read? it? Yeah. <laughs> Go for All right. it. As I long as it's this. not my voice. It's like a little kid in class. Do you want me to read it? <laughs> Don't everybody so raise your hand at once. <laughs> and I just can't hide it. Okay. So from listener Kristen R. Thank you, Kristen, for giving us feedback. <clears throat> Hello. I like the discussion that went on in this episode and wanted to contribute it with two questions. The first question is, when is violence the appropriate answer? Every time I ask this question, people immediately snap back with, violence is never the answer. Never. I feel that this is a short-sighted answer with no thought or consideration put into it. How bad would things have to get before violence becomes the appropriate answer? What kind of events or situations would that look like which would warrant a violent response? My second question is, when is it time to flee the country? How bad would things have to get before the decision to flee becomes essential? What would have to happen that would cause you to start packing up and flee right now? For me personally, it would be the beginning of construction of a U.S.-Canada border wall and or the sanctioned arrest of LGBT people, those the community are, yeah. which those, I belong to. Those bags are packed right there because <laughs> that's happened. So. I'm sorry to do this, but I must invoke Godwin's law of citing Nazi Germany. Our country has some initial parallels of how things became bad there and how things are becoming bad here. I'm curious if the German citizens of that time had similar discussions. How bad would things have to get before they fled or became violent? Personally, several friends, acquaintances, and I of the LGBT community have been making plans to flee just in case. We're gathering supplies, planning our routes, amassing arms and ammunition for hunting slash self-defense, and building our long-term bug-out bags. Each person has specialist roles that will help the group as a whole. We currently have a carpentry and construction person, a medical first aid person, a radio and electronics person, a hunter trapper slash fisherman person, an <laughs> herbalist plant person, a defense office person, and several general labor people. Hopefully we won't need it, but it's better to have and not need than to need and not have. We're watching the news closely for if and when we need to go. Wow. I mean, just the fact that people feel like that's something that they need to do. Yeah, I, there's is, a lot to address. Address here. They're actually. I'm is. not gonna. I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> yeah. That they should feel that. Oh need. no, no, it's not that. It, it's just the unnerving and and heartbreaking element of that is what I mean. Yeah, but there is a practical side to it, especially for somebody who is a part of that community. Well, certainly, I mean, yeah. You see yourself threatened. Pretty much, for just this week, just this week, you've been seeing headlines going in the rollback of LGBT uh, mm -hmm. protections in the news all week. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, I, I am a part of that community, and this was something that, you know, I was up at my parents' last weekend, and I won't get into the full scope of the things that were said uh, that were disappointing and terrifying while I was up there. But one of the ones that infuriated me was my dad asking basically, why do all you young people care? Because this isn't going to affect you anyway. Like it doesn't matter. And, <laughs> you know, the thing is I'm not out to my parents. So mm -hmm. they, as far as that goes, they, you know, had no real way of knowing, but also that's a reason I'm not out to my, <laughs> to my parents. You, um, you are one of many. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 
I, I don't understand that dismissiveness. I don't, I mean, even if that weren't the case, even if I, I weren't part of that community, there are plenty of things that are going to affect the, you know, generation Y and so on and so forth. And it's just, um, you know, the more the more I see coming down the pipeline from this fucking shit stain in the White House, the the more I worry. And the, there's a lot to worry about. I, as you've mentioned, Generation Y, I'm really thinking it's less the letter and more the word. Um, <laughs> it's starting to become that as as yeah. as they continue yeah. to inherit. The, uh, the the dregs of what was left over from the boomers and and generation mm-hmm. X and the millennials. It's like, well, oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> oh God, to, what now? To to inject to interject, uh, Kristen R. Um, I'm gonna start at the bottom of her thing. Having, uh, well, I guess second to the bottom was uh, breaking Godwin's law. In the last episode, we uh, hunted down Godwin. We lifted him <laughs> above our heads. We did a helicopter spin. <laughs> And we broke his back and his law over our knee repeatedly. <laughs> and I'm not going to stop doing that now. Uh, Nazi Germany, the, the, the largest number of people killed were the Jews. They suffered terribly. People forget that that was not the only <laughs> yeah. uh, well, community the white groups that went after. Well, that remember, we went after. And it was, they were went after by a very conservative yeah right-wing evangelical Fascist. Christian type administration that also demonized LGBT of the day, yeah. which were far less out <laughs> than yeah. they are now. Well, well, actually I'll give some, some history to this. Um, cause, uh, thanks to my theatrical background, which I'm having to use a lot more these days. <laughs> we all have um, to act our way through through these things. Uh, but well, one, no, real, real it, quick before theater you, is history. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> yes. Real quick before you continue, though, um, th- not whitewashing the the whole Jew thing, but no, def- definitely not. We we are not the podcast that's going to do that. We're not the group of people that's going to go in that direction. But I will say that our administration is. And already has they've already invoked the it wasn't just the Jews that died, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know they already as an, as, did well, that. Well, as an excuse to not even mention it, and I mean right. you have an anti-Semite who's now in a position of terrifying Incredible importance. Power. Yeah, there's yeah. multiple anti-Semites. Let's not okay. Well, not let's just just narrow it to one. There's multiple in that administration. Well, let's, let's speak let's, of the the biggest sure. target, and that would be Bannon. Is mm-hmm. Bannon a Christian? Has he... Come when, out when as I, when a I, Christian? Yeah, when I said that I haven't exposed myself enough to him to know these things, I don't really know how dominionist or you know really evangelical his views go. I, I don't see that from him. He... Uh, he has called for a Christian holy war against Muslims, That's but good he's he's not. I feel like I don't think personally, you know, like he's a practicing Christian. I, I think he just basically. I think by Christian he means white people for the oh, most part. So yeah. 
Yeah. I'm going to invoke uh, a little bit of uh, Stewie Griffin. He's the worst kind of people. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's obvious. Um, he he <laughs> is the literal wolf in sheep's clothing as the, far the, as Christian. There's no go. sheep. Yeah, I mean, he made <laughs> this statement. He made this statement. Uh, one thing I want to make sure of, if you look at the leaders of capitalism at that time, when capitalism was, I believe, at its highest flower and <laughs> highest flower and <laughs> spreading its benefits to most of mankind, almost all of those capitalists were strong believers in Judeo-Christian West. Yeah. They were either active participants in the Jewish faith. They were active participants in the Christian's faith. They took their beliefs and the underpinnings of their beliefs was manifested in the work they did. And I think that's incredibly important and something that would really – become unmoored i can see this on wall street today i can see this with the secularization of everything that that is everything that is looked at as a securitization opportunity people are looked at as commodities i don't believe that our forefathers had that same belief Uh, okay so he's he wants religion and government yeah he um okay he wants religion not government. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. There's a lot of different things coming out of of that swamp. The, the, well, the prison swamp. He, as you like to say, there's a lot to is yeah. little finger. <laughs> oh, no, uh, no that, that that's an insult to a character that's far more put together. That's true. Um, yeah, little finger's better. Well, uh, but <laughs> but to put the quote into context. He wants all the chaos possible mm-hmm. because to him, he sees chaos as the ladder through which the rightful rulers of this country will rise. And those rightful yeah. rulers are are ultra extreme right wing Christians who believe in the idea of deicide. Yeah, which is that's that's where he moves into the whole classic 1930s 1940s Nazi uh, where the belief of the the Roman Catholic Church of the day was that all Jews were guilty of deicide you know the the Jew, the people of the Jewish faith murdered Jesus Christ and they will be guilty of that sin and should be punished and murdered forever because of it Uh and that's that's what you have to understand about Bannon. <laughs> yeah. And you have to look at that and say, this is the guy that Trump picked to be his right-hand man. So what does that tell you about Trump's beliefs? Because you pick the people who believe the same things you do. Or are the ones that you think will keep you in power. That's where or I think both. Trump I, – well, I, I don't think that Trump has any particular – beliefs other than he worships Trump. The, he, no, he worships the golden calf. You know, the, the false idol of money, as it were. So... No, even less than money, he, he worships the self. I think... I think we can agree that he's a narcissist. He's definitely a narcissist, you know? and I think that he is of the similar mindset that they're... Bannon and Trump's goals align insofar as maybe Trump isn't all about the the religious war, but tearing down the structures of government that protect people from fraud and uh, uh, pillaging by the 1% directly falls in line with allowing him to make money the way that Trump makes money, which is he's a con. 
<laughs> yeah, no, there, so, there are plenty of suckers who will buy the products, especially if we deregulate. Um, again, th- there is a lot of talk coming out of of the White House, of the executive branch, of trying to tear down as many regulations as possible. I mean, we're tearing down regulations mm-hmm. on drinking water, folks, on where you can dump toxic chemical waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is, does that help anybody except polluters? Fuck How streams. does that help? It doesn't help. <laughs> Just fuck rivers. They're not polluters. They're businessmen. They're making uh, they're making hard earned American dollars. Yeah, they're but, they're bringing if in jobs. People get sick. People get sick, and if people get sick, it's going to go into the hands of the medical community. Yeah, you know the health savings accounts. Yes. Remember, remember the movie Unbreakable. Yes. Yeah. How Mr. Glass kept doing terrible things to bring about mm-hmm. another superhero. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe they're just trying to poison people enough to, you know, invoke mutations or something. No, it, it, no. Again, no. it goes back to Ben's belief of there being a another apocalypse that needs to happen so that Western civilization can rise. Because in his mind, it's stagnating. Yeah, it's stagnating. We've lost our way. I mean, we, we we've already seen some political science terms being used this week. Um, which is a number of uh, groups like Business Insider, MSNBC, CNBC, um, hell, Fox Money, uh, coming out and using terms like, is there no more hegemon? Uh, Is China the new hegemon? Um, And by all means, go to Wikipedia, look up hegemon. Uh, And hegemony. That 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 is a wonderful hole to go down right now, because <laughs> yeah. th- there there are rabbits and there are carrots and there's the Satan. Um, but moving right along, I, I can uh, read a, a one sentence definition for people real quick if you like. Please go for it. All right, hegemony, leadership or dominance, especially by one country or social group over others. Yeah, for the longest time, uh, really since World War Two. America has been the hegemon of our 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 beautiful planet. Global. And right now, anyone who has studied history is looking at the United States like they looked at England towards the fall of the empire. That's where we are right now. The transition of hegemony is happening before our eyes. Partly engineered, partly well, just because people don't listen to history. We definitely have quite a few things to go through, um, so I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it just yet. Um, yeah. So let's, let's answer Chris Kristen's the, questions. The first question: When is violence the appropriate answer? I can only think of one, and that is in defense of yourself. Yes. When you are under physical attack, you need to do whatever you need to do. Or in defense of others. Yes, but even that is secondary to yourself. You should always protect yourself. Yeah, but at the same time, I can see the the argument being made for one's children, one's wife, um, one's home. But we also have have laws for crimes of passion and things like that, too. So when, when you're 
doing that self-defense, self and family usually get wrapped into that, usually. Um, it gets gray as, you know, the more that you go beyond one person with one social security number. You know, it gets grayer and grayer as the uh, law goes. But but really, it's it's in defense of yourself that's when violence becomes an applicable, a necessity? An applicable answer. You know, legally, I mean, maybe legally, yeah, um, legally. But I mean, <clears throat> the the purging of millions of people was not against the law in Nazi Germany. Well, it was. It, yeah, they, it was government were, sanctioned. The government was the ones doing it, but well, it was against international laws. Again, but, raising of one raising of arms uh, against a clear and present threat. When, when what does that threshold? It's for many different people. Uh, it's a very personal question. Mm-hmm. There are there are legal ramifications, which Andy Andy has has pretty much outlined. Social Security number, singular unit. There are laws. Mm-hmm. How, however, uh, a philosophical standpoint, there are thresholds, and they vary from person to person. Right. Because well, you then then you get into the philosophical, uh, like the trolley problem. You know, of, yes. you know, forcing the lever, you choose to kill one person or you choose to kill many people. Mm-hmm. And then you can put yourself into the, either of those positions, not knowing which group you're going to be in and yep. pulling and pulling that. That's another level, another abstraction of that. Um, well, so <laughs> there's a difference between pulling a lever and pushing someone out of the way. Well, it, it also extends to. If you are then you're pushing someone out of the way in order to take their place, so yeah. violence comes in so many flavors. Because let's be honest, humans are really good at it. Mm-hmm. We're great at violence. We we know so many infinite ways to do it. We've um, forgotten ways to do it. Yes, yes. Um, we've had to relearn them from scratch. Uh, so when it comes to this, it's like, well, what kind of violence are you talking about? You know, are you talking about an assassination? Are you talking about a suicide bombing? I think, I mean, there's a lot of violence in the world. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to leave it as that is a personal thing. If you're defending yourself, then it could be an appropriate answer. But again, extenuating circumstances and, and context is really key. And that's what a... A just court would also look yeah. at. They would there's, look there's at, they some, would try to. There's some legal everything. ramifications for us publicly coming out and saying when right. should you get violent. Yeah, well, um, this is this I'll, is a philosophical conversation, and yeah. you should not take legal yeah. advice from a podcast. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and quote um, some other very notable groups within our country that have been preparing for. The day that's never going to come for them because they're not minorities, they're not oppressed, they're not going to be oppressed. They're of the the dominant like religion. Homosexual. Yes, those those people. <laughs> okay. Um, they they call themselves. They're the people with the flags that say "Don't tread on me." They're Militia the people man. who who call themselves three percent patriots. Three percent patriots. There's, there's a lot of it, it's, it's a very 3%. specific number. Yeah, it is it, a very it, specific number, and there, in there's in reference to biker gangs, actually. Uh, no, 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 that would be one no. percent. That would one percent is the biker gangs. 
Uh, and they have a diamond thing. But the 3% Patriots... I'm learning so their, their whole thing is if 3% of the population takes part in an uprising, they can cause enough mayhem and damage and and cost to the ruling body of an area that that ruling body will topple. Hmm. Um, and yeah. they also like to quote Thomas Jefferson, who said, once upon a time, when injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. Right. But, and but is they, resistance... they quote that directly in, if the government comes for me yeah. to oppress me, my my job is to resist with all of the power and firepower at my disposal. So they do sound like Steve Bannon's type of people bookshelf something. They, they, they do. are Steve Bannon's type of people. These are yeah. the people who will be recruited uh, in the Philippine style roving death squads to hunt down quote unquote undesirables. <clears throat> yeah. And and execute them on the street, and they will but, do so but, believing that they're protecting freedom. When we get to that 19, past nineteen eighty four, right now we're we're we're, we're pre nineteen eighty four pre yeah um yeah but um we're not there yet. Well, it, we're not as far, yet, as, far but, as not there but yet. The we players the exist, yet. and you need to acknowledge that all the players, all of the pawns, have been moved into place, and the. <sighs> Final plan <clears throat> is uh, is would you is call a it thing. a yeah? Would you call it a solution? No, <laughs> here's a solution. Okay, this is a sorry. plan. Sorry, I was no. about to go Godwin. There. <laughs> there, there, um, there's no solution here. That, again, if we're going by the, the Bannon narrative and using his own words, there there must be a cataclysm, and that's what's being engineered. Yes, at least he wants, on his end. He needs the largest body count possible. I don't know about body count, but he needs a cataclysm. I mean, the guy is saying that war with China is inevitable. We have that as a quote. They're they're yeah. courting they're courting war with Iran, with not so much with Russia because weird, and and China. <laughs> oh sure. no, there's a plan. I I well, had a little epiphanal thing with Russia, but we'll get to that later. Well, there's also Russia's playing their own game. Yeah, it's like who's playing who here. They're, yeah, bo- they're both playing, playing the each long other. Game. Well, no, they're both well, playing each other, but for their yeah. own purposes. And there's there's a whole other conspiracy theory about uh, about Russia manufacturing and orchestrating some of the Cal Exit stuff, where California exits the Union to you know yes. really break this break the Union. Uh, I don't think that's really going to happen, but that that that, that is a far it's, far out there thing. It is. It is. But I don't think so. Of course, you don't. And that's why you're here. <laughs> so, back to I think it's back far to um, than I think. Of course, we need to get you a tinfoil suit at this rate. Uh, oh, one man. of those fire suits that'd be awesome. But um, but you have to recognize that never before has the dissolution of the union been an end goal of very high level officials in our government. They would have to ratify an amendment to allow it. Which yeah. would take a a phenomenal amount of work without nah. com- well no because it's not easy to pass a constitutional amendment. There are things that have been waiting to be passed for a hundred years. Yeah, 
So, I mean, it takes it takes some doing. It takes doing. It, it takes an, a monumental uh, mm-hmm. governmental will, which has not been seen since the early parts of the the, the last century. I don't yeah. know. We walked into Iraq and toppled their government. Yeah, but that was somebody that's else's different. government. That's, and it's that's small, different. Small, smaller country. Uh, you're, you're thinking inside the box of they're okay. going to do this through process. Well, that, They're that not going to do jack through process. I was about to say feel, that was the legal way to make that happen, <laughs> which is yeah. one of the things that they're working on. The other no, way is to just throw the baby out with the bathwater and yep. deny the entire constitution, call for a new constitutional convention during a time of great war. Or they seem great to be catastrophe. For yeah. example, if suddenly every member of of the House, the Senate, and the Supreme Court, if all of those people suddenly died in the same day <laughs> Not going to happen. Well, there is the designated survivor clause. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is, there's plenty of ways that it can happen. Not, there not are... easily and not without being in an alternate dimension directed by Michael Bay. Um... Uh, no, no, no. I think there'd be <laughs> no. less lens, lens flare on this one. Um, just to let, let's get back to, to Kristen here. So the second question is, when is it time to flee the country? That I think we can better define. Yeah. Yes. And that's when the country is completely against you and trying to get you. I think it uh, happens before that. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the moment well, is you see, before you that see, happens. Well, that's how you get out alive. It's, it's, hard to, <laughs> it's hard to say this is going to be the point of no return where you must run. Because they're not going to advertise it to the point where you're going to easily know it's going to like these things always happen quietly first there's a lot of noise going on and suddenly hey we just arrested a whole mess of people i i don't think what's going on with that my personal moment yeah would be a uh state-run media here's here's where i'm going to go back to history and use my theatrical background Okay. Uh, going back to our, our wonderful Nazi Germany. Hi there. Um, beforehand, <laughs> uh, after World War I, Berlin became a uh, theatrical and arts bastion. It was actually one of the most liberal cities in all of the West. Uh, you had people that were they weren't officially out of the closet, but it was an open secret throughout Berlin. Okay. Okay. So, arts hotspot. People were there was a a bit of decadence, but it was only that one place in pretty much all of Germany that was like that. There was one place that was doing well. Um, and getting to the context of. When to leave? When the cabarets started getting busted up. When you had people in brown shirts coming in and beating people up that they didn't like. 
and the cops, while they absconded with the brown shirts, they were out on the streets the next day. That's when you leave. When the places that the artists and that those of the arts community, when, you know, simple satire is getting busted up, when people are having a good time and just having drinks and all of a sudden there's violence, um, and it's happening on a regular basis, it's time to go. We're starting to see that now. So We've really... already started, and that's why I'm saying it's good that you're planning. It's good that you're, you're, you're getting your bug out bags together. Now, it hasn't happened now to the, the threshold of where it's in the news every other day. It's, or depending it, on what bubble get you're there. in, yeah, depending on what bubble you're in, and and what actually passes for news the, in, in those circles, yeah, sometimes. But it, it, it's 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 small right now, but it's good that you're planning. And honestly, if things keep going downhill, I would say nine months. If we don't see significant resistance, that gives you enough time to have a plan. To see about immigrating, doing it legally, doing it smartly, and having a place for yourself when you get to wherever you're going. Okay, so just um, not all places in the United States are like that. No, but there – again, well, I use Berlin as an example because it was a cultural touchstone that was looked upon by the gl- globe, not just – you know, almost almost every city in the union has one at least one bar or maybe even a district where there's art and there's um, Austin, Texas, most liberal no. city in all of Texas. Austin, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, now, but here here's the thing though: there are going to be numbers of people in this theoretical situation. <laughs> That are going to fall. Yeah. Because you will not know when you have to leave until there are some that cannot leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, that, I was going to say that it's is great to point. have a plan, but you should also make sure that your plan is not too rigid. Because yeah. while we want to say, I am going to get out and I'm going to get out with all of my friends, the reality is... No, you probably are not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are going to be people who just are not going to make it, and that is uh, and there that's p- a sad, that's a terrible, terrifying. There are also people thing that are face. going to not think that it's as real as it is. You know, they're, and they're not going to want to leave when, yeah. when you make when you pull the trigger on that decision. Yeah, the, the level of commitment is yeah. a big variable. So, again, just like when is violence the appropriate answer, when to leave is also a very personal issue. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I can't deal with this anymore. I've got to go to Iceland. Hard to immigrate to. I know. Extremely but, well, hard to immigrate like, to. Well, I've, I've got, to, got to learn Icelandic. At least they teach no, you. <laughs> you. You've either got to marry an Icelandic citizen yeah. or you have to have a job at a corporation that is based out of Iceland. Those are yeah. the only two ways an American can immigrate. But eventually, I, eventually there's going to be American refugees. Yeah. 
There already is. Yep. Well, a, there are some that we, we, we ran have, across the board. Yeah, ran across the border into Canada seeking asylum. There are cases already happening. I thought mm-hmm. those were illegal immigrants living in the United States that then fled. So, some That's the majority. However, there were a few American citizens of Muslim heritage that have crossed over seeking asylum. Mm. That is a case that's being dealt with right now, and it's an interesting one to follow. Well, because they see the writing on the wall. I mean, there was already the Muslim ban, and then that got struck down, but the next one yeah, the, is coming you know, down the pipe. The language yeah. and the advertising, again, the context around these things, that's what the Supreme Court is going to end up needing to look at, as long as we have one. Right. Um, again, I, I, I don't see... The Americans court, the are courts, lazy. Yes, but the courts are being undermined. They that's, are being undermined what publicly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is still pretty darn bad. Yeah, it's right now we're waiting for the courts to smack back and see yeah. how enforcement goes. But what, what where they're the doing, loyalties lie. But what this is a this is, is a pendulum thing. They're lofting yes. these things up as as balloons to see to seed really the idea that the courts are obstructionist, they're activist, they can't be trusted. They're getting in the right. way of progress and your safety. Right. So they've put, and, they've put these in front of the American people and the world. And yeah. at that point, they have made it to where laws can be, where bills can be made, where the voters will vote on them because they believed it. Here's I will, a, here's I will a take point your where you might disturbed. want to consider playing. <laughs> and here's a here's a hypothetical situation that could happen because we have a lot of amosexuals in this country, yeah. and they are everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. When and so they the the amosexuals typically view the court system as their enemy because the the court system is, as, especially as of a couple days ago not necessarily copacetic to the U.S. citizen having access to fully automatic weapons and weapons oh, yeah. of war the and court. grenades. Yeah. They, the, you know, the Supreme Court, and I forget which district, just ruled that assault, you know, assault military rifles are not covered by the Second assault, Amendment. They are not. You have the right to bear arms, but you don't have the right to bear all kinds of arms. And yeah, there, um, that case is probably going to be pushed further up, but it's going to take some time. And yes, amosexuals are already chomping at the bit, start overthrowing the government. Let's not forget Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. So all they really need to be emboldened to action is a statement by the president per se, something to the effect of, Man, I wish these Second Amendment people would do something about these liberal judges. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll pardon it. He already said something similar during when he was campaigning against Hillary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe Second again, Amendment people do something about it. He mm-hmm. did. He said almost exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was actually investigated by the Treasury Department as a clear and present threat against a presidential nominee. Yeah. Oh, was it investigated? Yeah, has to be. Are are you sure it really has to be? 
because it's yes, 2017. It was and the Obama Treasury Department. There you go. They Facts are made up and nothing matters. <laughs> All the rules are made up and <laughs> yeah. points don't matter. The points well, don't matter. However, however, I mean, again, we're, we're already hearing stories this week of the the White House going to the FBI going, hey, can you quash this entire <laughs> Russia thing? And the FBI going, uh, there are laws against that for us to do that. So, No. Although James huh. Comey in private did say that they're ludicrous because it's James fucking Comey. So. Yeah, well, he's ludicrous. Okay. So. He's compromised. He's compromised. Luda, Kristen, thank you very much for for your contribution. And, and really, uh, this discussion has been an entire segment of the show. So yeah. I'm, we're going to have to cut this and then we're, and then we'll go into uh, into the rest of uh, but this was this was a vital conversation to have uh, because these are issues that are ever present on our minds. Is should we leave? You know, should we have a tea party? I mean, even the founding fathers were violent in rebellion. Yep, they were insurrectionists. They were insurrectionists. So we do have an American heritage here of yep. that kind of thing against a government power. Um convenient yeah, that too. those in power forget that that's the way we are and they just want us to be cowed and not do anything about things like that yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and quote uh nick cage from <laughs> national treasure and <laughs> lift up my bottle of water and say to treason because <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's what this country was founded on fair it's uh yeah you're you're not wrong you're not wrong in, in the words of fred um uh, by all means, these are important questions to ask with your family, mm-hmm. your friends, and the people you trust and care about. And tell them yeah. that you love them. And just remember that, oh, yes, absolutely, to tell them that you love them at every chance. I mean, because sadly, in such an environment where you're f- fearing for your life and the safety of everyone around you and thinking about running away, every minute counts. And you should never miss an opportunity to express that love because you'll never, ever get a chance to do it again if things go the way that you fear. So just enjoy the time that you can mm-hmm. when, the vi- when the necessity for violence or the necessity to flee comes up. One, I think you'll know. You'll, you'll know. When it's time to go, no one will ever have to tell you. You'll just know. And at that point, you might be the only person that does know. Mm-hmm. All those people that you have built the relationship with and the plans may not feel the same. So, I would encourage you to take as policy um, Army Rangers, I believe it is, every Ranger is a medic. Mm-hmm. You all have some level of yeah. self-sufficiency. Pick out the, the core skill sets where you, as just you, can make it. Because yeah. it might just be you. I, um, I recommend um, getting yourself an e-reader, something that doesn't require a lot of battery, and loading it up with lots and lots of how-to manuals. Mm-hmm. Things that, oh God, I've done this to myself I have to get out of this. Where's that worst case scenario survival book 
pull it up on your Kindle or your Nook or whatever you happen to have and walk yourself through it. Um, Is that going to be a worst-case survival guide for surviving America? Because <laughs> that needs to be written now. So, Amber, you're this, on it. Hey, Amber, so right. this, is, this is my old phone. This is my old this. iPhone. I put it in a waterproof case. I have it loaded up with hiking maps and uh, offline mapping functionality to where I can navigate and you can set waypoints. You can have predetermined routes built into it. As if you have an old phone laying around, you might find some tech people who are buddies of yours who know how to set something like that up. I've turned off all the communication features except for the GPS. Yeah. Because if you got to run, you're going to want to have the ability to run and not be on the grid tracked. There's that. Um, second. Because you're not going to just pull up Google Maps <laughs> No, you know, because in in the day and age that we live in, the satellites. Um, if you are in any way, shape, or form out, or have said that you are out, uh, or or fit certain demographics, you're probably on social media, and it's just a simple matter of running some queries to know who you are, where you live, yeah. who you hang out with. Um, remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs, <clears throat> and make sure that you can address your own food, water, food, water, shelter. shelter. Yeah. You need those. Everything else you can deal with, but as long as you can, as long as you're not starving, as long as you're not dying of dehydration, then the rest, you can, you can figure it out and keep moving. Hello, podcast. Goodbye, podcast. There we go. Okay. <laughs> you are not going to get up on the keyboard. No. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so uh, with that, I would like to thank our Patreon supporters. But first, uh, you know, if if you two have burning questions and uh, some more burning than others uh, about the things that we've talked about, because obviously we we do talk about things that are important. Things. See that your doctor for any. Burning. There is that, yes. And if it lasts for more than four hours, definitely seek medical attention. Um, uh, <laughs> but again, don't take it. Don't take legal or medical advice from a podcast <laughs> or insurrection advice from a podcast. Mostly, this is satire, and we're just talking out of our asses. So we do make mistakes. So if you do find them, please, you know, stop whatever you're doing. Send us a note and correct our sorry asses at oreallyradiopodcast at gmail dot com, or phone it in, or text it at four seven zero. Two 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 six seven five nine. I'd like to thank our Patreon supporters: Donald Davis, Melissa G, Henry, Daniel Duncan, and Dan Smith. And uh, with that, we're going to wrap this one. So, if you've enjoyed what we've done here and you'd like to help us out, there's a few ways you can donate to the show through www.patreon.com/oreallyradio and get early access to show content when my life allows. I'm just going to put that out there. This has been a bad week. <laughs> bad week, guys. Anyway, um, you can also make the algorithms work for us by reviewing us on iTunes. That boosts, boosts our ranking. Uh, also, if you do that, please let us know because they don't let us know that any of that's happened, especially in mm -hmm. foreign countries. We'd have to search down every country that iTunes is in and find the review manually. It's a pain. Anyway. Uh, so also use your words and tell someone else about us and get these conversations going. They are uncomfortable conversations. Sometimes they are pleasant. Sometimes they are very, very hard 
and we ought to have trigger warnings and things like that, but sometimes they just happen. So I'm sorry, and I'm not sorry at the same time. And of course, engage with us directly. Send us those messages on the social media or the electronic mails at Podcast at gmail.com, or if you're the more talkative sort, we've got that phone number, 470-222-ORLY-6759. That's always ready to take your call or your text. And if you don't like what we've done here this evening, you can contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255, available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The Lifeline provides free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention and crisis resources for you or your loved ones, and best practices for professionals. There's no time more appropriate than to have that after this discussion that we've had. So thank you for choosing to waste your valuable time on us. This has been O'Reilly Radio, part of the Random Acts Company. This work is licensed under Creative commons attribution 3.0 united states license including the music rocket and pamgia which i did not play at the end (laughs) (laughs) but you can find that at kevin uh for kevin mcleod at incomptech.com and with that we'll take a real quick break and uh, i totally need some water or coffee or something and then we'll get back to actually what happened this week in trump land so uh so okay, we're not even into the bad stuff yet. Yeah, no. Well, oh. this was pretty bad, but that's true. This is just like okay, this was like a. Spoiler. He had tin foil on Nazis, <laughs> and that's not the bad part. Now, if only we could put the tin, put the Nazis in the tin foil, no. and then into the ovens, and then what? And then bake at three fifty, <laughs> and for... bake at three fifty for four hours. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna have to. Okay, put so a, we're uh... doing the entire yoga hosers <laughs> with Nazi bratwurst. Wow. <laughs> There's a. Yeah, there's a fail blog oh. article, uh, picture of uh, um, somebody posted to Twitter or Facebook. I forget which. Uh, definitely do not try to cremate your animals in the oven. It smells awful, and they don't turn to ash. They just burn. You, you need yeah. higher fire. You, you, it, it's got to be really hot, guys. Yeah. Somebody tried. Be much hotter than an oven. The cleaning this cycle is, the is not enough. In which we live, and uh, if that doesn't explain to you how we got to where we are now, then nothing does. I need <clears throat> caffeine and wine at this point. <laughs> All right, well, make that happen. We will be back in in just a minute, and uh, and and talk amongst yourselves. Back amongst. <laughs> 